Hey! Hey everyone, how are you? Welcome back to Legends of Tomorrow, where we talk about the TV show, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I figured you could make that connection, and you have! Well, it's been an exciting week in the world of Legends. Uh, there, yeah, of course, there was another new episode, Marooned, and it was pretty good. Wasn't as, um, well-received. As last week's Star City 2046, which people went nuts for. People went bananas, to quote Gwen Stefani. They loved it. And and maybe it was because uh, Oliver Queen showed up. Maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe that guy has a lot of pull in people's favors. Because, hey, people seem pretty jazzed when he became Casey Jones for Ninja Turtles. Which, hey, I like Stephen Amell. He's not my Casey Jones, all right. But cool, I'm I'm up. I I I got my ticket. Not really, because those those aren't on sale yet. But anyway, people are pretty pretty jazzed, and they've also been talking. Hey, maybe we should bring in uh, the other Green Arrow into the fold. Maybe we should expand the the Legends of Tomorrow team, or possibly even change the the members and 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 if you, if you don't know who i'm talking about connor hawk or diggle jr depending on which one you want to choose uh but you know they're gonna add him as connor hawk because he was well received and people like him and he's a green arrow so the team is set to change and some people are like wait you, you can't change this already but if you go back, ladies and gentlemen, to when the show was first airing, the uh, executive producer said, and I quote, There is definitely room, this season is meant to be a chapter in the anthology. We have no idea where we want to leave things after this season. Our team can have new members, it could have missing members, it could have people who switch sides. That's the great thing about this show. Season 2 is not meant to to be a pressing of the reset button. Now, that could be exciting, but it's kind of scary that they don't know where they're going. I don't really believe that. As a, as someone who works in the entertainment industry, ladies and gentlemen, as, as an aspiring writer myself, I do not believe that they don't know where the show is going. Because normally when you pitch a show, although this show is kind of different, it already has previous success, but normally when you pitch a show... They're like, okay, what happens in, you know, episode 100? They usually want to have at least some kind of idea or at least faith that, that you know where you're going. But maybe this show is different because it's it's reaping off the success of Arrow and Flash. And, you know, maybe they just kind of were like, hey, uh, we'll write you a check and go film a pilot. And we'll, we'll just figure this shit out as we go. That could be because, you know, when things get successful, they don't really have time to, to take a breather. That's that's why we're getting an R-rated version of Superman, Batman, and probably a bunch of other R-rated movies because Deadpool was successful. You know, this is what Hollywood does. And, hey, I just want to jump on board. Speaking of jumping on board things, what are the Ghostbusters? And I'm not sexist because, hey, check out my YouTube videos on Kyle Leslie on YouTube, whatever. You can find them. I don't care that they're women. That's that's cool. But why isn't the script funny? As a writer, 
you know, I feel like Jerry Seinfeld in that that Seinfeld. If you're old enough to watch Seinfeld, he, you know, he's like, I, he's switching to the uh, Judaism for the jokes. And, and the priest is like, does that offend you as a Jewish person? No, it offends me as a comedian. You know that one? Yeah, that's how I feel as a writer. The Ghostbuster offended me because the writing was shit. I don't know if there are men or women, but they were just those jokes didn't play. All right. I don't know if you felt like that, but that's how I felt. Maybe, okay, let's stop talking about that shit. Because although it's sought by range, this is a show about Legends of Tomorrow. And we know the cast is going to change, ladies and gentlemen. Connor Hawk's going to come in, so that means some people have to fall out. That's what we're leading to. Who is going to be removed? Is Hawkman ever going to come back? It's getting kind of late now in this season. If they're planning on changing shit up. But uh, maybe that's what they were alluding to when when he made that quote was this Hawkman guy ain't sticking around. But I'm thinking uh, Mick Rory and Leonard Snart, because of their little fallout in the last epi, epi uh, this episode, which presses that storyline a little further, mm, those guys might be leaving. They are making another prison break and... I don't know how much time they got for both shows, so this could get interesting. But Leonard Snart is probably pretty well received, and I imagine Mick Rory is too, because they're awesome. So we're going to hop into this episode with all that leeway and all that lead up, but we know that this shit is temporary. They're going to catch uh, Mandel Savage eventually, and the Legends of Tomorrow will have to maybe uh, jump through time trying to fix... The, the shit that they they make wrong in this season. And maybe different characters have to hop on board because of that. Who knows? We don't know where they're going. But we're going we're, we're gonna to hop on uh, the ship with them, the, the old Wave Rider, and make this journey with Captain Rip Hunter, uh, Sarah Lance, uh, Dr. Stein, I think, isn't uh, the other guy a doctor? Brandon Roth, what's his name? Ray Palmer? Wasn't he a doctor at some point? I don't know. But Ray Palmer, you know, Jefferson Jackson, we're going to hop on that fucking train. And, well, it's not a train, it's a boat. It's a ship. It's a, it's a spaceship. You know, it's and, and we're, we're taking the journey. So come on, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We're about to start the episode. Marooned. And we get a uh, previously on Legends of Tomorrow. And we get to see Jonas, who we know Rip Hunter's story is getting a little more evolved. And hey, Kendra and Ray Palmer. He's going to give her a palm, ah, a palm job. And uh, yeah, so we know some love stories going on. We get to see Leonard Snart and Mick Rory fight. So, you know, hey, this is going to happen. They're going to go head to head. And ooh, Sands of Time opening up with Sands of Time and a Star Trek-like hologram of Jonas, his little boy, as he sends a message to his puppy. Old Rip Hunter, the hipster, 
as he sits in his chair and is very much, um, you know, that's not what I would think of a futuristic Time Lord's room, but yeah, all right, let's, it's, it's kind of like how I guess Star Trek thought they were being futuristic. They're really just 60s looking. Yeah, that's kind of what Rip Hunter's like. But okay. And there we get to see his pretty hot wife. I'll admit it. She kind of looks like Kate Beckinsale, if you know who Kate Beckinsale is. She, uh, underworld, underwear. <laughs> and uh, then we get, you know, Jonas back. Uh, so the video's on a loop. And Rip Hunter's just looking sad and somber. And gets interrupted by Dr. Stein, who's like, hey, what are you working on? And Rip Hunter's like, ah, oh, uh, it looks like a guy who just got caught watching porn. He's like, oh, I'm just doing some work here. <laughs> Looking through some, shuffling through some papers. And uh, he's like, I, I need to find I, a clue to, to where we can find Vandal Savage. And Dr. Stein, you know, it's like, hey, dude, I'll help, brah. And Hunter is like, no, this is mine. I don't want your help. But he's just an asshole, right? Yeah, yeah, he's totally a dick. So Stein's like, "Hey, man, you, you know, you can you can help your family. Just stop being such a bitch about it." And uh, Reb Hunter blames it on needing some some new C software for CPU or some bullshit like that, and. Uh, you know, so it's, it's it seems that once again it's Gideon having software problems. Didn't that happen in the last thing? Wasn't like Gideon down and they had to fix her up? Like what the shit, man? They need a new storyline. But whatever. Rip uh, or Mick, not Rip. Mick's throwing knives and arguing with uh, Go Fish playing Schofield uh, and Sarah Lance, of course. Yeah, I like to call him Schofield because it's better than Snart, but Snart's from the comics, so okay. Just Snart sounds like, you know, who snarted? I don't know. Sounds like something comes out of your nose, like a fart from your nose. But who cares? I don't know if they're playing poker or go fish or whatever. But Sarah Lance notices, hey, uh, there's definitely a problem between these guys' weird relationship. And I love how they always refer to each other as partners. They're so broy, or maybe they're romantically hitched. That's cool. I, I got no problems. And then we got Rip Hunter gets a distress call from some crazy chick out and lost in space. But it's not Joey from Friends. No, you don't remember that movie? <laughs> okay, fair enough. It was pretty small release. For, you know, nobody cared. But hey we got the team deciding, hey, sh should we go save this girl? Because uh, Rip Hunter's like, well, she's probably got the software we need to figure out where Vandal Savage is. But everybody's like, hey, man, this kind of seems like a trap. You know, the the old, hey, uh, SOS, and just lead you in, and then they're just going to arrest us or, or what have you. You know, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's a, uh, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. You know, it could could be. So, team straps up. Rip Hunter types in a bunch of coordinates and launches the thruster forward as we head in to the title card. 
Legends of Tomorrow. And we get to see a cool little spaceship. You know, it's not terrible looking. Let's, you know, the Wave Rider isn't terribly cheap, but it's, it's no Star Wars. Let's admit it. And, okay, the, uh, the ships are flying through, and these dudes are like, hey, okay, well, as, as we get close, we need to figure out an away team. And uh, McRory's definitely on board. And Snart's like, what are you thinking? Like, there's something to steal? And he's like, no, I just don't want to be with you. You asshole Snart. And uh, they, Rip Hunter's like, I'm going to leave uh, you, Palmer, and Kendra Lust. Huh? <laughs> Reference. And you, you, I'm going to leave you guys in charge and back on this ship. And we're going to go take an away team. And then, let, uh, what's his name there? Stein drops the, the Rick Star Space Ranger, which is an old school comic book, if you do not knew. And, yeah, he's like, yeah, this has always been my dream to be like, you know, a Space Ranger. And uh, Rick Star was like a millionaire who spent his money to build, um, I think it was like, uh, asteroid base or something. It was ridiculous. Anyway, I hope they make that. That would be sweet. I hope they get that guy in there. But uh, the the away team is is headed into uh in, into a dangerous ship, and they're talking like, okay, w what happens like if we get there? And we get a flashback of of Rip Hunter, you know, shooting a much. You know, I'm I'm gonna admit it. That gun looks much cooler than the gun he uses now, but okay, whatever. He uh, meets his wife, and you're like, oh, they were both together as as space ranger dudes. And I I don't get why she has to wear a skirt. I guess that's supposed to be like a nod to the military world, but I I think she could have gotten away with pants too. Seems like they're space people. They wouldn't really care. I wouldn't need skirts and whatnot. But she releases the uh, the air hatch or something, which would create a crazy vacuum because it's space. Have you guys ever seen Alien? That was even ridiculous. But I think everything would just get sucked out, and I think the hole would spread like a, a tin can, I would imagine. Because the pressure of space, that vacuum, is insane. If, if you just open it, like open a door in space, I think everything in there would just rip away i don't think you'd be able to just hold on gingerly to the uh to the stairs or whatever but hey they win because they eliminated the competition and, and it's revealed it's just a simulation it's just a training exercise and some monk looking dude comes in and he's like okay you guys why are you guys making out uh you can't be doing this this is a disciplinary hearing for both of you because you can't fornicate. You're in the Time Lord group, okay? So you you passed the exercise, but you failed in life. You did the opposite of Rocky. And the girl is is like, oh man, I'm really bummed out here, and I'm I'm just gonna run off because um, I made a horrible mistake. And Rip Hunter looks heartbroken. He's he's never gonna get a girl. Spoiler alert. They have a child together, and now we, we go back to the ship, and we've got Mick Rory, 
We've got Jefferson Jackson, and we've got we have a hunter wandering in the dark with cool flashlights, creating nice little lighting. But what the hell's lighting their faces up, huh? Is it to bounce off the walls? Because that doesn't make sense. And right now we got some. Now we got accurate lighting. And oh, dudes, it's all dark because there's dudes hiding in the dark. That's why it wasn't lit up that time. Ha ha ha! And McRory beats down some fools and gets guns stuffed in his face. So it shows you that he's competent, and the other dudes just got the drop falled on them, and they got caught. I don't get it. Ref Hunter is is an inconsistent fighter. You know, if, if you think about it, I've talked about this before, but Rip Hunter has fought Vandal Savage and kicked his ass. Yet, Vandal Savage has gone toe-to-toe with Arrow, and Arrow... There's no green belt, all right? He can kick some shit. And that just seems really inconsistent, in my opinion. They, they need some sort of Bible on on how good these fighters are. You know, some sort of rating system of, of, okay, if you can beat, you know, Vandal Savage, then you should be able to beat anybody like the same higher caliber than, than Arrow, at that point, but hmm, I guess they're just hoping that people just don't pick up on that, but I have. It drives me insane. But we're in a commercial break. So after that commercial, we got uh, the boys are held hostage on the weird, crazy ship, which um, by Captain John Balor, which is a, uh, a character from comics who uh, I think he was... I don't really know his character. You can look that up, but I'm pretty sure he was a character in the comic books, called Valor at least. But um, they're time pirates, which is so fucking awesome. What? Like, I'm I'm a time pirate. (laughs) I love it. And they know who Captain Rip Hunter is. He's allegedly famous. And, you know, they call him infamous. He, He hunts down time pirates. And, yeah, he's like, no, well, now I'm hunting down Mandel Savage, who will destroy the world, time pirates and me alike, unless we stop him. So we're on the same side, dude. And he's like, yeah, fuck you. I don't care. I'm taking your ship. And uh, this is where Rip Hunter starts to bluff. He's like, dude, you don't want to try and take my ship because I got I got peeps on board. That will blow your hair back, son. You know, and he's talking talking a lot of shit because Ray Palmer is back in the ship uh, quoting Star Trek as he sits in the captain's chair. And uh, Kinder's like, you know, you know, Kirk, you're, you're kind of a Picard. And uh, I, I don't think he's either. He's, he's pretty white bread for both, but I guess Picard was pretty white bread. But Picard had definitely sex appeal. That old bald man. He was always looking like he's like, I'm going to get it on tonight. <laughs> My captain's in the captain's quarters. But uh, this is where, you know, the, um, Leonard Snart is lamenting. That's what I'm trying to say. And he's like, uh, I miss Mick, basically. But he'll get over it. And, uh... Sarah doesn't believe him. She's like, no, I you know, keep telling yourself that, but it ain't true. And up on the 
the computer screen in the kitchen table. We've got uh, the beautiful captain. Uh, what's going? He's he's like, hey, I got your captain held hostage, and I'm gonna kill your friends unless you hand over that ship to me. And Palmer is like, oh, whoa, 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 we gotta negotiate. What's going on here? Cause Palmer ain't the top negotiator. Leonard, uh, Mick Rory is like, you know, I know I can do, I can do some damage here. I could, I could, I could make a deal. I could, you could see it in his eyes. But uh, they're gonna, they, they're gonna blow up Rip Hunter's head. Is what's going on. And and Rip Hunter's like Palmer, you know, why don't you do the Imperiex move or whatever, which is a secret code for his ship. And Gideon to, to key in on that keyword or whatever. And all the, the gang back on the ship, the Ray Palmer, Kendra, Sarah, uh, a Snart, they all got to strap in in the seatbelts because Gideon's firing a shot and taking a run for it. And they need to, to, to basically escape because um, if, if that ship blows up, if the Wave Rider gets damaged, then they can't go through time because uh, this other ship uh, apparently is is unable of, of time travel because it's it's damaged as well I'm I'm guessing is what's going on and and they're like well we will not damage the, the the ship itself we'll just ruin its life support system is is the plan of uh, of, of, of the, the bad dudes. And, oh, I remember who this guy was. He was a, a character who was like a pirate. That's who he was. He wasn't, he wasn't like a, a space pirate. He was like a pirate in like the 1400s in some sort of comic book. Yeah, that's who he was. But, hey, we got Dr. Stein sneaks into the ship and he's like, ooh, where's the weapon support system? Where's the targeting system? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it out. And uh, they blast a hole in the ship. And uh, Ray Palmer's like, that's it. I'm taking control by manual, and I'm going to fly this thing because I know video games, and I'm going to be like Han Solo here. And uh, and Leonard Snart takes off to go help put a uh, patch a hole in the ship. And wow, I, I can't believe he thinks, he thinks he's capable of such a thing, but cool, good on him. And Dr. Stein finds the weapon targeting system, and just it's just a little USB that he pops out, and, uh, and they can't fire any weapons. And they're like, okay, find the other people on the team, because we need to, 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 to get that Wave Rider back. And meanwhile, the Wave Rider has, has got a, a massive little, well, it's not massive, it's a little hole. And it, Leonard Sartre starts blasting ice into it. I, I guess that's that's how you're going to seal it, is with ice. I, I guess that would work, but the ice wouldn't be strong enough. It would just keep getting pulled out by the vacuum of space. So he keeps shooting his gun into it. And uh, he, um, we've got a good weird camera view of what's going on, so Ray Palmer can see what's happening. And Rip Hunter delivers another secret keyword to the wave rider and allows it to disappear and the uh the ship following it 
is completely lost because it turns out they were following a, a, a hologram. And that was a pretty sweet decoy. So he's like, well, lock these dudes up because this guy can't keep communicating secret codes to his ship. If we find it, we need to take it down. And Leonard Snart has sealed the hole temporarily. And he runs, him and Sarah try and escape back into the safe side of the ship. But the bulkhead door uh, closes before they can get there. Dun, 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 as we take another act break. And, oh my god, what thrilling, thrilling drama. And after the latest commercial break, we go back to the ship where uh, Ray Palmer tries to get Snart and Sarah out from behind the bulkhead airlock. Because it's getting cold. Because um, I'm, I'm not too sure why. But for some reason... Um, there's no life support, I guess, systems in that room anymore. Because it's, it's supposed to be isolated. I don't know. Safety? I have no idea. But they're freezing. And inside a, a detention cell, a Rip Hunter, Jefferson Jackson, get thrown in with McRory. And the captain of the, uh, the ship that they came to go rescue. And... They're like, oh, well, Mr. Jackson, can you disarm this um, this force field? And, sh and the captain's like, I haven't been trying that shit, man. What, do you think I'm an idiot? You know, you think a criminal's better than me? And Rory's like, no, I'm the criminal. And, uh, uh, you know, sh she is ripping in to Ripper Hunter and, and uh, you know, giving him shit about trading on their oath and he's like dude fuck you man i like it ain't about that it's it's about something more because you just don't understand and key the flash in or flashback flashing flash flashback in and we got the the council disciplining um both members uh, of the time lords rip hunter and his wife to be so we get to learn why they have fake names and why they can't have relationships and why they need to be completely isolated is because if their enemies figure out who they are and what their ancestors are they could you know wipe these time lords out from existence preemptively and that's pretty cool you know that that makes total total sense right like if you knew Rip Hunter's real name, then you could just go back in time and wipe him out. That's clever. But you could technically go in time to um, the Space Lord, Time Lord area, and find the records and get his name through there, I'm sure, when he signs up. So you just got to find the date that he signs up. It'd take, it'd take a lot of work, but you could get there. So on the ship... We find out why um, Mick or, or Leonard starts like, hey, what's it like to die? I figure he got, you know, a unique perspective, as he puts it. And Sir Lance you know, explains a, a kind of chilling um, depiction of death. Because, hey, everybody's got a different feeling, but it's cool that this show doesn't take a religious path with any of these people. She's like, you know, it just felt lonely, like everybody I knew was really far away. And that sounds terrifying. 
I I imagine it's more like before birth. You don't remember it, do you? Yeah, exactly. So nothing to worry about. Just it's kind of a bummer. But anyway, <clears throat> Leonard Snart's like the closest I ever came to dying. This is how this leads into. It's the story of how he met Mick. It's an origin story. And it, it was in prison. Awesome. Because a prison break, you know. And it, it, we learned that Leonard Snart was a little kid. He got beat up by the big kids. And Mick Rory stood up for him. Assuming that Leonard Snart became his bitch after that. And that's probably why they call each other partner. And that's why they're still together. Because uh, Mick Rory's been standing up for him ever since. Because, you know, it'd be like in Half-Baked, where uh, that giant guy wanted the fruit cocktail. And then the Squirrel Master stepped in and said, he's my bitch. It's kind of like that, all right? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out. Because Nasty Nate wanted that cocktail. Fruit. And back on the ship, for some reason, Dr. Stein... Beats up some um, really stiff running looking, stiff looking running, stiff, I don't know how to word that. He, he when he ran, he looked really stiff. It's like he, his legs were made of wood. And Dr. Stein apparently beat him up and took his costume within seconds. Very comic booky, I guess, so that's cool. But he's like, you know, don't mess with a nuclear physicist. And meanwhile, Ray Palmer's going to go out into space in his little uh, atom suit. And I don't think that thing was designed for the crushing vacuum of space. But according to, um, from, from what I've heard, that people could survive for like a minute out in space or something. It's not as, like as immediate death as, as what it has been depicted. But I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I've never been there. So, hey, um... Back in the the cell, Mick Rory and Rip Hunter are now starting to go at it. So Mick Rory is getting um completely, you know, isolated from the team because this is where uh Rip Hunter's calling him an idiot and and cutting him down. And he drops the hilarious line, you have the IQ of meat. And I find that just amazing like as far as like you can go for clean for clean humor that wins it that's a good one and the uh <laughs> the, the way mick rory looks like he's just listening or like trying to understand what he's saying oh my god it's fucking hilarious i love that guy that guy's hilarious and uh he's like you know what well like Why'd you hire me then? You hired me to do do some things. And he's like, no, you know, you were a package deal. Like, that's why you said, you know, you got the IQ of meat. And this is where uh, Rory's like, I, I want to parlay with the captain. And he's totally snapped. He's he's done, you know. He's like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm a criminal. I'm going to do what I do and survive and and work with the other criminals because Mick Rory's not a complete idiot. He's just not as um, team focused as other people. And that's why him and Leonard Sartre were such a good combo. All right? All right, all right. So we got another crazy commercial. Back from commercial, Mick Rory's getting led to visit the Captain. 
and get his Pauleon. And McRory gives his good little, uh, you know, lay off. I'm too tough. You know, we got some cool little Dutch tilt going on, too. You know, the old camera angles. And um, Mick Rorty wants wants a deal. I'll give you the Wave Rider if you can bring me to 2016. I want to go to the exact moment Hunter, you know, offered me this stupid mission. And I tell him to suck it. You know, or maybe he's going to kill him. Kill him. Who knows? But he's like, I, I you know, the, the captain's like, hey, man, I'll take your crazy deal. But I don't think your friends are going to believe that you just... They're able to escape. So he just starts punching him in the face. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> Considering what is yet to come. Like he beats the shit out of McRory. <laughs> and then. Uh, we got. Uh, Ray Palmer is, is welding shot. Um, a panel or something on the hole. That was punched or shot into the ship. You know, this is why you have R2 units, ladies and gentlemen. That's why. For welding things outside your ship. But, okay. Uh, Leonard Snurt is freezing to death. How ironic. And Kendra, Kendra not Kendra, uh, Sarah Lance is uh, right beside him. She's freezing pretty hard, too. Which is pretty cool, because you can see their breath. Which, um, they don't really do in Hollywood very much. So, them shooting this in Canada, they I guess they probably understood hey, it's cold, and when, when there's cold, the moisture from your, your mouth, and there, and there needs to be some moist, uh, moisture, I think, about how condensation happens. I think that's what's causing that more, the breath. But I don't know if it's, it's CG that they did that, or what. I wonder. I wonder how they did that. I'm curious now. <laughs> I'm very interested. Or if they just did filmed in a cold room. But back in the other cell... Um, Rep Hunter is, is getting all, all sad and he's like, I wonder what happened to Professor Stein. You know, I, I, and Rory chose to go save his own skin. He's like, oh, man, I, I couldn't save my family. I'm such a, a pissant. He really, he's just having a, a sad time. And, uh, you know, the, the, the chick there is like uh, Captain Baxter or whatever her name is. She's like, uh... You know, you're just, you suck. And he, he's like, yeah, you know, Captain, I'm uh, I'm a failure. You're right, because my wife, I, I let her down. Like, I don't care about the time count. So I regret letting my wife and my son down. That's the true nature of my story. And that's what makes Rip Hunter the sad man he is, because he, he really just wants to save his family. And I guess, selfish as that is, I get it. Everybody should get that. But uh, back back in his his flashback, we get to see Rip Hunter gets his meeting with the Time Lord once again. Time Monk, maybe. And, uh, you know, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Corburn, Coburn, or whatever his wife's name is, uh, has, you know, resigned. And he's like, what? Why? And he's like, well, she wants uh, uh, you to be a time master, and and she wants you know to continue the relationship with you, I guess. Boom, 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 and cool. So Rip Hunter gets everything he wants, 
and cut away to Dr. Stein saving the day with a beret. Look at all that rhyming. Rhyme time. And he's got a gun, and he's like, who would care to join me? I think you're better off giving the gun to Rip Hunter and just joining uh, Firestorm there. And you guys could just fly away. Fly out of this place. But back in the ship, uh, hey, Ray Palmer is welding things shut, and he's falling asleep. He's nodding off like a heroin junkie. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, I'm still awake. And Kendra's kind of trying to keep awake. She's like, dude, stay with me. Just keep talking. Just, just you know, don't doze off like a, a truck driver in the night and, and cause yourself to fly off the highway and die. Because that wouldn't be cool. That wouldn't be cool at all. And they start talking about small talks, uh, allergies to pets, favorite colors, and uh, and Ray Palmer, you know, they're getting to know each other. Which, you know, considering the relationship set up in the previously on, well, mm, I think these two are getting to know each other in a romantic way, which will cause problems when Hawkman shows up, which will be the next conflict after McRory. See how, see how they do this? You see how it happens? Love... And, um, hey, he, he did it. He finished it. Ray Palmer's floating away into space. And he, he's, you know, he's like, that's all I have left. He's done. And there's triumphant music. And he looks like he's floating out into space and he's dead. And she immediately, Kendra immediately like, hey, Gideon, open up the bay and let him in and close the thing and airlock it once he gets in. I don't get how he gets there. I, I think there's a scene missing or something. Because it looked like he was floating out into space all passed out. I don't know how he automatically, his ship, or his suit flew him back to into the ship. Or, or what happened there. I'm not too sure. But regardless, he's back on the ship. And, and Kendra's trying to save his life because he's, he's dead. And there is like a, a 3,000 some odd chance to one odds that she can save him. And she starts pounding on his chest after ripping off this crazy metal plate. So you'd think his his ribs would just be shattered. But he comes to life. And he's like, you know, makes a joke. Because that's what we do. We make little jokes. But he, I, I like the detail, the frost on him. Because the coldness of space, in case you didn't get that. Space is supposed to be very cold. And, oh, look, Leonard Snart and Kendra Saunders, or Kendra Saunders, um, Sarah Lance come out of, of hiding and like, Hey, you saved us Palmer, you know? And immediately they get a message from Mr. Rory who's showing up from, uh, from, from escape. And they're like, Oh, you know, he's always a survivor. And this is what I was saying was hilarious because they hear him arrive and, uh, they're like, Oh, cool. They're like here, here's Mick Rory. And he shows up. The, the the doors open. He steps forward with a bit of a bloody nose and a bit of a, a, a bloody chin. Walking pretty fine. And they're like, you know, you okay, Mick? And he says, uh, boys, you know, the ship's all yours. And all these dudes come out. Why? Okay. Why do you have to beat up Nick Rory for that? It didn't seem like the beating mattered at all. 
<laughs> just seems like that captain beat the shit out of McRory for the sake of beating beating up McRory. But cool. We're in a commercial break. And then we come back on to the Wave Rider where McRory's got his gang of of um mutant, I guess they're not mutineers, they're they're pirates, they're space pirates. And we're getting a showdown between Leonard Snart and Mick Rory. And they're like, well, you know, I guess uh, it's time to choose a side. And Leonard Snart could join the bad side. And he's like, I know, I chose. And he shoots the guy right behind Mick Rory. And he's like, all right, you know, that's it. Uh, I'm going to find the time drive. Because if they can't take the wave rider... He's going to take the time drive, I guess, because that's what the other ship needs, uh, what's damaged on it. So, uh, we, we've got um, Valor, and uh, that's the, the, the bad dude's name, the bad captain. And uh, it, Rip Hunter's like, I'm going to go get him. You know, we can, we can take him down. He's got too many men, but we can, like, we can take, take the dude down, right? But we gotta use uh, we gotta use new methods. And Leonard Snart gets shot down from these crazy lasers. And uh, Sarah Lance just starts popping fools with her crazy staff. And Kendra Sanders starts beating fools up with her um, just brute force is really what she's got going on. And I, I'm liking the direct in here. We got some pretty cool just one shot of of the three 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 heroes kicking it up. And then we cut over to Rip Hunter shooting out with uh, with the bad dude, with the bad Cappy. So we got Cap'n versus Cap'n. And hey, we got to see that uh, back in in Roryland, there is uh, the time drive. And the only person who's going to stop him is Sarah Lance. And, you know, he's like, I, I liked you. You got a little guts. Or you got a lot of guts. That's why I'm only going to kill you a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great line. And we get to see uh, um, what is kind of a controversial fight. A man versus a woman. They don't, they, don't, they don't even let that go on in WWF anymore. WWE. Okay. So that's pretty cool that they, we get to see, you know, I guess, you know, she beats up a lot of men, but not main cast. So it's pretty cool that we get to see you know, Mick Rory going head to head with uh, Sarah Lance, and she's she she's holding her own easily because she's a way better fighter than him. But he's got brute strength, right? He's a comic book character. But the only way he's gonna win is cheating. So he picks up his gun and he's gonna blast her. But the Leonard Snart saves the day with his ice gun. Boom, blasting Mick Rory in the face, more in the chest. But uh, back in the other ship. Rip Hunter is getting beat up and choked out like a bitch. But again, uh, what I said, his his fighting is not there's no, there's no consistency to to it. Like he's good and then he's shitty and then he's good for a second and then he's shitty. I don't know. They need to make him just consistently awesome. That's it, because he's supposed to be. But we know what the plan is. Rip Hunter is gonna get to the captain's area. He's going to take control of the computer and he's going to use what he used in the training exercise and open the hatches. 
you know, so we got some Indiana Jones action where the dude's grabbing, grabbing the bridge and they're about to cut the rope is basically what's happening. And, uh, some interesting directing in that, that scene too, but they open the hatches, flood everybody out into the vacuum of space and close it down and everybody's fine. Everybody wins. You know, Rip Hunter gets to use his wife's move. That's the whole point of why you got to see that in the flashbacks. That's how writing works. And back in the Wave Rider, Mick Rory is uh, beat, beat the F down. And he's like, yo, uh, Snart, um, you know, you shot me. You're, you're like, what are you going to do? You're going to finish me off? You know, he's, he's still tough talking him. Commercials. All right, final act. Back on the ship, well, not final act, but you get it, final piece. Uh, back on the ship, um, we we got uh, Valor was defeated and arrested, and y- you know we got some self-respect getting dropped onto, well, not self-respect, some mutual respect from the Time Masters, and they give him, they give uh, Rip Hunter the information he needs, the update for Gideon. To find, um, you know, the most current point of Vandal Savage. And that leads us to next episode. We're going to Oregon, 1958. Wow. I'm like, uh, okay, I guess, you know, space age or information age makes sense. You wouldn't really be able to track someone down in 1700s. It'd be a lot harder. You'd have a general area, but unless they're in a place like Rome or something, you know, you'd have a very tough, tough time tracking someone down if they're in just the mountain area, you know. But I, I guess you could do it. I mean, people probably could track down Alexander the Great. I mean, I imagine Vandal Savage is probably Vandal the Savage the Great in this story. But whatever. We're getting some closure on the plot, the, the episode plot of uh, Riff Hunter and his, his wife. And he's like, I don't understand why you give everything up. This, this meant everything to you. You were better than me at it. And she's like, no, like, you realize, you made me realize that I could never be a Time Master because I'm in love with you. So she's reduced to uh, a, a typical woman role, and that's, that's not fair. She, she you know, it sh- should have been some other motivation for her, like, not just been like, oh, uh, I gave up my dreams because I found being uh, subservient to a man is, is a much better role for my, in my life. No, that's not the way she should have been written. But okay, and no, I'm not uh, a, a, a fembot or whatever they're called, a social justice warrior. I'm not, I'm not. I just think you can write more interesting roles for everyone. Don't just go the easy way just for the sake of the easy way. You know, Ghostbusters. All right, lazy fucking writing. So Rip Hunter uh, is, is like, hey, um you know, well, we could be, like, we could be in love now, right? And she's like, yeah, you know, I understand, like, that I just want you to think of me, uh, like, all the time when you're traveling out in space and traveling in time. And and he's like, promise, uh, you know, you'll be with me. And they embrace in a romantic kiss in some sort of museum in Vancouver. And Kendra and Ray meet on the ship. So what do we get? One romantic relationship leads to another. So Kendra and Ray are going to get it on. Well, maybe not get it on, because it's a CW show. 
I don't think people have sex in CW. They just make out. Yeah. Even Oliver Queen, the playboy, ain't having... No, I guess, the, yeah, there's been some sex. Roy, Roy and, uh, and Speedy there, they got it on. Yeah, Oliver Queen's had some sex, for sure. Okay, there's some sex in CW. They may have some sex. And, but they embrace a romantic kiss, which is going to lead us into, um, probably into the next epi. The next epi. Am I right? Am I right? So around the round table, they're like, what are we going to do with Mick Rory? Could we just drop him off in 2016? And Leonard starts saying, no, that's where my sister is. And Sarah Lance's sister. And, you know, um, Dr. Stein's wife. They're like, well like letting them run free on the ship isn't an option you know why don't they bring them to the future the 2044 that that distant future why not bring them there i don't know but leonard starts like i'll handle it so they drag him out into the what, what appears to be the middle of nowhere nice wooded secluded area snart's got his giant gun and uh Mick Rory's like, you know, I told you last time you hit me, uh, like that, that would be it. And he's like, you starts like, you were right. Um, so he's like, what's the plan? Take me out to the middle of nowhere where no one can find me and, uh, or find the body or whatever. He's, he's, you're like, Oh my God, he's going to fucking kill him. He's going to kill Mick Rory. His, his buddy's going to put down old, old yeller here. And, uh, he's like, you know, you're a detriment to the team, Mick. And he's like, well, you and I were a team. People change, man. And uh, Mick Rory's like, you're not a fucking hero. You're, you're, you're a prison. Like you're, you're a convict just like me. And you don't got the guts to kill me. And the stunning cliffhanger ending is about to to arrive as Mick Rory. Is like, oh, I, I don't believe you're going to gun me down, son. And mm, boom, Mick, uh, well, mm, you were wrong because he Leonard Sartish fired that gun. Well, I think um, maybe he didn't get him. Maybe he's firing beside him. Maybe he's doing something different. Who knows? But uh, he, he looks like he's firing that gun for a pretty steady time as the episode ended. And... Oh, next week's episode in 1959, we we get some um, awesome Mandel Savage being uh, uh, a scientist of some kind, and some some cheerleaders. And Kendra looks like she's she's got the the 50s duopy type hair on, and it looks pretty entertaining. I gotta admit, I'm hoping that um, Kendra flying because it looks like she flies and swoops down some some high school looking kids. I'm hoping they tie in some like Mothman prophecy folklore into there because that would be hilarious. Am I right? I don't know if that's where it happened with Oregon, but that would be funny if that's where it was. I'm going to have to look that up because that was entertaining, but it looks like it's going to be a good next episode. It's it's, but still no sign of Hawkman. When's he coming back? We, we have no reason uh, or no idea what happened with Nick Rory as well, but we do know that the cast will be changing in the near future. And when will they be wrapping up the Vandal Savage? Will they will they be uh, Nick Rory be leaving before uh, so they can make way for Connor Hawk? What's going to happen? You know, where's the conflict going to come from? Are they going to bring back Hawkman and have Ray Palmer and Hawkman compete? 
for the affections of Hawkgirl, who, hey, let's just, let's admit it, her having the name Hawkgirl, she either is Hawkman's daughter or Hawkman's property. Well, not Hawkman's property, but Hawkman related, because, I mean, they both have Hawk in their name. It seems like they're, they're related, like, I don't know, it's like Batman, Batmobile, Bat Cycle, Bat Signal, you think that you, like, they're all Batman related, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know, but I guess Alfred isn't, isn't named Bat, Bat Alfred, but he's still Batman related, so maybe, maybe it could be different, maybe Ray Palmer and Hawkgirl could get it on, and Hawkman have nothing to do with it, who knows, who knows, it's, it could be like Nightwing and Batgirl, mm, could be, who knows, this, this could happen. This could be good. So uh, that was the episode. Next week, we got Night of the Hawk, uh, Hawk Girl or something like that, Night of the Hawk. It's, it's something to do with Hawk. And it's going to be a good one because it looks very fun. And it's directed by uh, the dude who did Gremlins. So we know it's going to be awesome. And this last episode, I believe, was directed by the guy who did uh, Nanda Parbat or one of those episodes of Arrow. Good. Good, good episode. It was pretty fun. I liked it. It was very well done. No, 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 no big problems. No big problems. But uh, I, I do want to see McRoy return. I hope he's not dead, because other people feel the same way. You know, you, you, you heard the response on the internet, and if you hadn't, then I, I'll fill you in on what the the kids and the cats are saying real quick. They, they want to know why. Uh, what, what happened? Everybody's talking about it. The internet is uh, talking about it. So if you don't know, they're they're like, hey, w- like, how could you let? Um, well, I'll just read you that quote. I hope Heatwave. Yeah, I keep calling him just Mick Rory instead of Heatwave, but y- you know, I hope Heatwave wasn't killed and was just shot that way to make us think that him and Captain Cold have been the highlight of the show. So it'll really stink if he's killed off. Yet Hot Girl continues to live. That's from Darkwater. It has two stars. Or he does, because it's 668 posts. But he posted that on comicbook.com. And, uh, you know, I, that's that's where I watched the extended trailer for DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Because the next episode will be directed, as I said, by Joe Dante. And it's written by Sarah Nicole Jones and Courtney Norris. So it's looking to be a pretty good one. I'm, I'm liking the, uh, the imagery from it so far. And it looks like it could be very interesting. Nice 50s. I hope there's some, some doo-wop in there. It looks like some old cars. It looks like some pretty big production value went into it. So it could be very awesome. So come back for that one. We'll be there. We'll be listening to it. We'll be talking about it on DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I am Kyle Leslie. You can find me on Twitter at Kyle underscore Leslie. Or email me at uh, legendoftomorrowpodcast at gmail.com be awesome to hear from you. you know, rate, review on iTunes. But yeah, keep coming back. Legends of Tomorrow. It's what we do.